Güte. Thank you, Bell. How are you doing? Welcome in. I hope you're well. Thank you for dropping in before uh, before you start. I was just going to speak about seasonal depression. Very cheerful discussion. Yeah, we're going to get on to the first topic anyway. You're muted. So, um, it's getting gloomy. It's uh, obviously, um, it is the season to be jolly yet it's also the season to be um a little bit gloomy as well so as obviously christmas rolls around it starts in fall mostly but um we're going to speak about seasonal depression and how that affects people because obviously with the days getting shorter um and whatnot it's um it's 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 very difficult for some people you know it, it, this um usually starts around fall or late fall and then goes on throughout winter and and then usually dissipates during um spring and summer when there's a light um so seasonal depression also known as sad funnily enough <laughs> um seasonal affective disorder so obviously coming up to winter we've got shorter days it gets darker around like half four five o'clock now like today um it was literally foggy throughout every time i looked out the the window at work it was the same it was bleak and nothing changed it was crazy like <clears throat> like it's so so it's just so dark and gloomy and every five minutes someone's making a brew or some hot juice now and it's just that that uh that time of the year where it's just like blankets your new pjs or you know your dressing gown your robe or water bottles are out you know and there's less sunlight as well so yeah um on the, on the back of obviously one of the most important topics which is mental health which is very hard and difficult to interpret and and a lot of people struggle to either understand or talk about it so this is why we're going to be talking about it. i think it's the first time uh on the podcast as well but it's appropriate since we're talking about it during the season yeah as i was saying it starts with fall rolls around for the winter and then disappears during or gets worse sorry it gets better during the sp uh, spring and summer because that's obviously more sunlight more vitamin d etc and we're generally happy when it's sun but we also complain because it's too warm but yeah um if you are going for anything like this don't brush it off because you know it's not obviously with depression and and um uh, anything like this mental health it's not something that you can just brush under the rug and for it to get better as you probably all know so the symptoms include you know the obvious stuff like low mood lack of motivation easily irritable uh feelings of despair guilt and worth, uh, worthlessness uh, lethargic or feeling lethargic lack of energy um sleepy during the day all that kind of stuff um sleeping for normal you know um for longer than normal so like getting i don't know 12 hours instead of like seven and a half and <laughs> Uh, they put this down but finding it hard to get up in the morning i'm sure everyone has that regardless um craving carbs and gaining weight uh difficulty concentrating which goes with irritability and lack of motivation really in low mood and decreased sex drive uh, which is a big one there as well um so those are most if not all the symptoms there what can you do about it what can you do as a person well go touch some grass first of all 
but I'm being serious. But it's like natural sunlight is one of we take it for granted. I feel, um, especially with like vitamin D and stuff. But it does say to to go outside. I think getting natural. Obviously, there's not really much sunlight anyway. <clears throat> being dark and gloomy and cloudy and, and foggy, so I would probably just go for like short walks, get some um, natural air, you know, some fresh air. Because that's being stuck inside and having recycled air is not good for you. Um, even if you open the window, it's not good for you. You need to go outside. You need to go for walks, even if it's for like twenty minutes, half an hour, whatever. You need to go outside. There are also I was looking at it because there's like the bright light therapy um which is linked into this so there's special like medical lamps you can buy i know it sounds crazy when i talk about it but there are <laughs> so light therapy is beneficial for us in many ways easing the symptoms associated with depression insomnia and jet lag seasonal affective disorder also known as sad and light deficiency so these lamps mimic natural light that our bodies need to help balance and improve our mood uh and reduce feelings of um lethargy and depression Light therapy is one of the most effective ways to treat sad by combating the symptoms on those dark and gloomy days of the year where you need natural light most. If you have to wake up and go to work in the evening, light therapy can adjust, can help you adjust to a nighttime schedule, making you feel more positive, alert, and ready to go. Maintain your natural rhythm any uh, anytime, any day. Yes, I have copy and pasted this from a Google source, <laughs> but um, because... I think it was when I was reading on the NHS website, uh, which is our healthcare here in in um, in England, they were saying like obviously um, our bodies um, naturally get up and adjust themselves um, through certain activities, through uh, sunlight as well. This is why and uh, going through symptoms of sad etc can uh, obviously affect that. So this is why this is why the bright light therapy um, can really help. Uh, your body adjust as well other things that include obviously the um normal ones which is exercise which is really good for taking you know your mind off problems and everything like that and it's, it's just really good for you overall because you produce um obviously serotonin and, and 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 other things as well and it's um it's really good for you uh, in the long run eating well it's just good for your diet good for your body you feel better as well and just getting not a lot to rest but plenty of rest you know good seven to, to eight hours and just making sure that you are um rested and you're feeling um up and ready for the day um, and obviously if finger gets worse please see your gp or doctor if things don't improve so yeah that's just a little bit about seasonal depression and i don't think i'm not sure if i've ever gone through it i think i've gone through a couple of symptoms but i haven't really gone through it on a very severe basis i think we all go through it at one point whether it's low to severe um but yeah, just please, if you are going through anything like this, just obviously seek help and, you know, talk to people and try to, you know, find a work plan or workaround that's uh, that's going to, you know, that you can fight back with this because obviously it's very important to, you know, um, take care of yourselves um, in these times because obviously, obviously I know it's tough for anyone. So yeah, just, uh, just think about that and uh, yeah, just keep yourself well, guys. So moving on to the gaming category now uh, and section of the podcast. So um, again, this is going to be a very dark take. There's a very, well, I won't say negative, but very gloomy uh, take to the podcast. So we're going to be speaking about playing games just for the sake of playing the game. Whether that's you need to finish it and you need to just get it out the way or, you know, you're playing it just because 
you've got nothing else to play, I suppose. So just to give an example, I'm going through my back catalogue at the moment and I'm starting with Call of the Lamb. Um, and then I'm going to go through uh, Horizon and then God of War and then Callisto. So, and obviously God of War's out and everyone's playing it and I'm like, oh, I don't really want to play it, you know? <laughs> but I also have these games that I've bought and I'm like, yeah, I really need to finish these games. <laughs> um, so I played Call of the Lamb yesterday and I'm getting back in it. I'm getting back into it, but am I enjoying it? You know, it's, it's that fine line between, oh, you know, rekindling my, my, my love for this game or yeah, I just want to, I just want to get it done, you know, <laughs> and it's more on the, I just want to get it done side. Like it's, I think the problem with shelving a game or binning a game and coming back to it is that you either, you either didn't like it and you, you've come back to it or you've liked it and you've come back to it. But I feel like all roads lead to the same outcome. Like you're just going to present the game and you just want it done. I don't think I've ever gone back to a game and gone, oh yeah, this is pretty good. After shelving it for like six months, I've never had that feeling where if I've liked the game that much, I will continue playing it throughout and I'll finish it. There won't be like a lull period where I need to come back to it, except for Roller Drone, but that's a different story. Usually I'll be like, okay, I'm going to play this until completion and I move on. But with Cult of Lamb, it's just like, I was playing it yesterday, it's just like, this is so tedious. Every day is the same. It's all just repetitive. It's all just boring. And the weapons you get is not the weapons you want. And it's all based off RNG. And it's just like, like the mini bosses are just so pathetic. And it's just, oh, it just, the more I played it, the more I didn't like it. And I enjoyed it at the start because I think everyone was playing at the start. And it was this really big, cool indie game. And now it's just like, no one's playing it hardly. And everyone's moved over to like, go to war, stray, or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, this was, this, this is just not a great game. It's just so repetitive. It's, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm just I just want to get out of the way. It's just not where I want to be because I'm thinking about playing Horizon <clears throat> and I've seen Horizon and it looks incredible and people are playing Ragnarok and I play Ragnarok. By the time I finish these games, Callisto will be out and I really want to play Callisto Protocol. And I'm just like, I don't really care. I have no interest in this game. I just want to get it out of the way. Do you have any games like that that you've played recently or in the past where, you know, you've just had to play for the sake of it or because there's nothing else to play or, you know, it's just in your catalogue and you've just had to, like, just finish it just for completion. Said, right, I bought it. I've completed it. It's done now. Just let me know if you have. Um, but, yeah. Um, I was saying Cult of the Lamb is repetitive, um, Aston Man. Also, welcome in. How you doing? I was saying, like, Cult of the Lamb is pretty repetitive. Like, no, every day is a di different. No day is different. I'm sweeping up shit. I'm doing, I'm doing the same old crap. And then I've got to, are you going to fight a, a mini boss fight four times just to get to the boss? I'm like, oh, let me just kill the boss already. Let me just, oh, just kill just the boss. Why do I have to fight these shitty mini bosses for? I don't want to fight. I don't. Oh. That game looks like a formula type game. Yeah, I think it's, this is more based off you need so many followers. And when your followers get your devotion and to be, the more devotion you get, the more stuff you can build and yeah it's like playing stardew or harvest moon but in hell <laughs> see stardew is probably a really good game it's got a massive following so does harvest moon but they're not really my type of games but i thought with cult it reminded me a lot like hades like dungeon crawler like very good and easy combat and minimal fuss like i can do it no problem but the more I'm playing it, I'm just more like, there's nothing new it's bringing to the table. Nothing new. Combat's the same. The enemies are just boring. Like, I haven't gone back and gone, oh, this is this is actually better than I thought it was the first time. It's just, yeah, it's just very repetitive. 
you've got to do a sermon or you've got to do this your um your following goes down so you've got to do this you've got to cook food and it's just it's just the same boring repetitive shit day in day out and i'm like oh, i just want to fit i just want it done i just want to play god of war i just want to play horizon and a lot of people will come back and say, well, sandbox games, open world games are all the same. You've got to do side quests, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, yes, but it's, it's, it's different in the sense that different enemies, different objectives, different lands to explore, you know, it's a totally different game. It's a sequel. We've got more weapons, you know, fresh Aloy out, you know. Yeah, it'll be repetitive in the sense you've got, it's the same kind of sandbox formula. However... <laughs> It's not, you're not, I'm not going to be doing the same side objectives. I'm not going to be, do, I can choose what I'm doing. But yeah, I just, I just want to play these games. I just want to play Callisto and God of War and Horizon. But I feel like, I I'm, I've got, I think I've got three heretics to defeat. Or four, maybe. I don't know. Three, I think. Um, yeah, I just want it out of the way. I just want it out of the way. I'm done. <laughs> I am done. <laughs> uh there is growth in a horizon yeah different type of type of thing yeah absolutely is um but i feel like cult of lamb could have been great it's a good game but it could have been great but its formula is very you know it's just it's just the same even the side quests aren't interesting it's like go catch some fish go repair the lighthouse go grow some mushrooms and send it to <laughs> my brother got lost in darkwood would you find him yeah sure you find him and it's just like, oh, thank you. And the faith goes up. It's, oh my God, it's just, it's just not great. It's just, yeah, I just want it out of the way. Um, but yeah, anyway. You're muted. So speaking about the, 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 the last section, which is going to be about streaming. Um, so when I was drawing up the list of subjects, um, I wanted to talk about, which I only did today, mind you. I only do it usually on the day or the day before. Um, last week, we spoke about streamer types. And we spoke about why people stream, what brought me to stream, and, um, you know, what have been the, um, the perks of streaming, like the advantages, you know, the friends I've made, blah, 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 etc. Like... What has streaming done for me? But yeah, Darkwood, my mind thought of Fable. <laughs> See, that's the game I haven't played, but um, Naomi really recommends Fable. She says, I think the first one's better than the second one, right? Am I reading that right? I don't know. The first one's better than the second one, right? But yeah, just continue on that. What was I saying? Um, so we're going to speak about the flip side about that and the disadvantages and like the kind of the negative aspects that come of not streaming in general, but like, I suppose times where I think for streamers, they felt down, but I was reading a tweet the other day and it said, so, someone posted that, um, on some days they get, uh, seven and eight consistent viewers and on other days they get one or two. Most of this is obviously can be seasonal during the holidays. Obviously Twitch gets a little bit, um, slower, less people stream because obviously they're off to see their friends, families, whatever. But they were also mentioned like thoughts of like giving up and stuff like that. And I think it's very easy to, to look at numbers and have that self-doubt. Whether you're like a little streamer or a big streamer, you know, they, we say like numbers don't matter and don't look at numbers and it's, and don't read into your, your stream summary or your analytics and stuff like that. 
but um it's very easy to get swept up in numbers i feel in streaming um you know for me personally i don't care um i mean i keep up with general because i as we talked about last week i just want to see where i can get with the numbers in terms of the end of year results however like i think i came to the very a very quick conclusion um when i started off streaming i think i went i had a stream where i was doing ghost of shima and i remember like i had like six people watching and then it went down to two and then i got i got a little bit pissy and i ended up just ending the stream after like i don't know it was like after like two hours and i was just like yeah i'm done and i remember i remember my mate just then texting me going i was gonna rage you you were online i was just like i could have kept those numbers <laughs> you know the numbers are put in to simply designed to make you feel oh i totally get that totally totally understand to make you feel inferior definitely absolutely um but i learned for that moment i was just like i'm just not gonna care as much about them but there have been times where i've generally been like is this for me do i really want to be doing this am i actually growing am i enjoying it and i think the numbers reflect the enjoyment reflect me reflect my outlook on streaming if that makes sense like am i enjoying it because i'm growing or am i enjoying it because well, i mean what are my goals here you know coming back from what we talked about last week what kind of stream are you and i'm the kind of streamer that wants to put in the hard work so if i'm putting in the hard work and you know i'm not getting the numbers to back that then that's gonna make me feel inferior and it's like well why do i why do i bother and then you know then you get the thought of is this for me should i be doing this i'm out of here you've always got to remember why you started in the first place um what made you start twitch in the first place what have been the advantages over your period of streaming like what difference has it made to you and is it worth carrying on money <laughs> you boy definitely money pay me now sub to me now but yeah you gotta remember like I, I i need to go back and sometimes remind myself i wouldn't have half the friends or i wouldn't have learned half the stuff i know now if i didn't do streaming it's made me better at photoshop at video editing it's just maybe like just speaking in general and have the confidence to do stuff like the podcast speaking to you know to a you know general audience of people who probably um don't understand half the shit i'm saying in this british accent and you know it's just great to to learn new skills and to and to you know just to be again like a new skill set and to, to be more confident you know because i think with streaming for a lot of people is stepping outside that comfort zone um as well um it's great to it's a great springboard to learn skills absolutely it is absolutely it is yeah and you develop as a person um you know it, it kind of changes your outlook i suppose on on life and it gives you you know like i say a new set of skills and new advantages so yeah sometimes i need to remind myself why did i do this in the first place <laughs> and to be fair i did it out of intrigue but then that intrigue grew into enjoyment and then i was just like right that's why i'm here um so yeah i mean every i think everyone feels down and out so at, at some point during their streaming career you know even if you even i was talking to like I talked to like i wouldn't say successful but they're on a good run at the moment streamers and even they're like they have their own little worries and i'm like man i'd be killed i'd kill to be where you are you know i'd kill to 
be in your position with the audience you have and the setup you have and everything. But, you know, sometimes it's, it's interesting to see everyone's perception because even their perception on their channel isn't good enough. And it's like, but obviously, because you're not on the same level, it's like, I, I want to be where you are, you know? <laughs> Let's swap places and then you'll know, you'll understand the difference, you know what I mean? <clears throat> but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, is it, I mean, I'm probably not the only one who's felt like that. And it happens three, four, probably more times during the year, you know? Um, it could be seasonal, it could just be one of those things. Sometimes you feel like you have a really good stream, and the next day you have a really slow stream. Um, but it's it's balancing, you know, the numbers, and it's balancing the streams. It's like, oh, it's just a, it's just a slow day at the office, that's fine. I'll make the most of it. It's fine. It's like, um, for instance, Neon, we're playing Neon White at the moment, and I've realized numbers are down. You know, there's not a lot of people watching it. Mondays are usually pretty good. Thursdays are pretty good. And then I was the same person I was talking on Twitter on who, was, who said they had seven to eight, and then they had one to two. I said, well, it could be the game you're playing, and it could also be the season, because it could also be the time you're streaming as well. And then I, I kind of looked at myself, and I was just like, shit, yeah, I'm, I'm playing Neon White. And I, was, I put up a poll on my Twitter saying, you know, do you want me to keep going or do you want me to move on and i had two votes and one was like keep going and the other was to move on so i was just like ah oh, shit but i made i made a decision to move on from neon white because even though i'm enjoying it and i do love the game to bits and it's one of the the best games i've played this year i was just like i'm gonna make a tactical decision to go back to roller drone and see what that brings to the table in terms of numbers like am i drawing an audience and etc i feel like even i'm not going to play a game that's going to just get me numbers don't get me wrong but i want a game that's i enjoy but also brings numbers to the table if that makes sense so yeah we're going to bench neon y for a moment we're going to go back to roller drone um <clears throat> and we'll see what that does but if things don't change then we'll continue because it's there's clearly something else um maybe it's just me who knows but yeah i mean everyone goes through this but if you are and you do feel like streaming's not for you or if you feel like you know you go through a bit of a downer at the moment don't worry about it too much i i, I feel like you just need to be the same throughout you just need to bring positivity to your channel. You just need to be upbeat. If you don't feel upbeat and you're going into a stream, cancel the stream. There's nothing worse than feeling shit and going into a stream because you're not going to have that um, same level of energy and it's going to be fake and, you know, it's like going to work and you've got baggage and, you know, you've got to do your job. So if you're feeling down and out for a stream, don't do the stream. Come back, revitalize yourself, get some sleep, get some, get some vitamin D, get some good energy down here come back tomorrow and go again because the stream is all about you 90 percent, 99 percent, and then the rest is just the the enjoyment of the game people will come in for the for the streamer they don't care about the game they'll ha they'll enjoy the game more if the streamer is excellent you know what i mean um but yeah uh aston martin says yeah as a streamer your audience matters and you matter yeah absolutely except for justin bieber he's not allowed to be sick and cancel his concert <laughs> well the guy can't perform anymore i do feel sorry for justin Be beaver justice beaver who's that it's a crime fighting beaver or justin bieber man he can't perform anymore i feel i do feel sorry for the guy but you're absolutely right the streamer <clears throat> um as a streamer your audience any matters absolutely it does and i want to take care of my audience like 
I want to be playing games that draw an interest for me and I enjoy it and also, you know, um, uh, you know, maintain a good number week in, week out. Um, but I can't see that with Neon White, hence why we're moving to Rollerdrome. But yeah, if you're going through anything like this, man, just try to talk to someone about it. You know, try to um, maybe rebrand or restructure your stream. Maybe start start streaming earlier or um, later. You know, do your... You know, you got to feel like break it down. Do your viewers come like later on in your stream? Do they come early in your stream? Do they like you got to you got to figure the whole thing out and you got to do what's best for you. Don't just give up and pack it all in. People watch you for a reason. Some people are just busy on days and they have other stuff to do than watch streams. You know, we've all done it because if you're a streamer, you know, it's very hard on your days off to do anything else. You know, you want to get shit done or you want to go outside, meet friends, do your hobbies, etc, etc. You've got very little time as a streamer to watch other streamers. It's very difficult um, to, to to adjust that into your schedule, you know what I mean? But for it's all about bringing in people who don't stream to your chat and engaging with them and keep trying to keep them on a level because... They're the people who are going to keep coming back and back. Um, got a network as well. <clears throat> get on Twitter. Get on TikTok or Instagram or whatever the kids are down with these days. You know, you got you got a network to shit. Let's make sure, like, you don't give up straight away. I mean, there's been times where, I think it was last year, you know, things weren't looking up. I was just like, I went for a rebrand. I got I got better stuff for the for the stream. And everything's been... Everything's been touch wood it's been good and i want to maintain that and improve that but uh, yeah don't give up you gotta you gotta seek help and seek advice and get better and i hope it works out for you